Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? It's your boy B. Scott with the Philadelphia Eagles. I just want to thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave a five star rating. Fly Eagles Fly. This is a Brawl Network production. We're talking about practice, man. You're listening to Philly Sports with Giovanni. It felt really good to prove to everybody, but not only that, prove to ourselves that we we had great potential. And through the year, we just kept passing tests and passing tests. And eventually, we were the team to beat. Here's the man, the myth, the legend, Giovanni Hamilton. Welcome back to Philly Sports with Giovanni. Today I have on Connor from the Eagles Raw. What's up, man? What's up, my best friend Giovanni? Thank you for having <laughs> me on once again. I know that uh, it's been very hectic, busy times for everybody. So not you're not always going to get the most star-studded guest lineup. I know that I have to come on eventually and just talk to you sometimes. But uh, just know that when things calm down a little bit, you won't have to worry about asking me anymore. You can go ask Dan Orlowski and uh, Carson Wentz and Donovan McNabb and Brian Westbrook, Brian Dawkins to come on, and they'll say yes when everything calms down a little bit. But uh, I'm ready to talk ball with you, my friend. Yeah. Now, I'll always have you on, man. Always. I love it, man. We have good conversations. People yeah, like it. Yep. Uh, so let's just dive. Let's just dive into it. Um. Jalen Hurts played pretty phenomenal for a rookie. I would yes. say so. Uh, mm-hmm. He did not look like a rookie out there. Um, he played so he he played like he had some years in the NFL under his belt. Um, what did you think about Jalen Hurts? And are you excited to see him start on Sunday? So just to start it off, I know a lot of people are critiquing his performance. Uh, we have to understand the context of the situation, though. I mean, this is a rookie quarterback who, again, we cannot stress this enough, had the most unorthodox offseason in NFL history ever. Uh, coming in with COVID, learning the system in such an unorthodox way. You know, we were sitting back there and during on the Eagles Brawl show with Ed and all that stuff. We'd always make these excuses for Carson, like, yeah, the timing with the receivers isn't down because they're not bonding the same way that they're used to. They're not – they really can't. There's no way to really form chemistry with each other with the way that the COVID precautions are out right now. we got to use the same context for Jalen, my friend. Like, It's not like he was quarterback one the whole entire season. It's not like he was prepping and practicing each and every week to be quarterback one. This was a process, and now it's up to the point where there's only – I mean, when he was named starter, there was only four games left of the season as is. This offensive line's in shambles. This offense is in shambles. The play calling's in shambles. 
Jalen Hurts came in and did everything he had to do to put the Eagles in position to win, and guess what? They won. His demeanor is uncommon for a rookie. I mean, cool, calm, collected. In a city that puts pressure on every single player to perform, that dude took the weight of it on his shoulders and didn't break a sweat. That's important, man, especially when you're playing the most important position in football. Uh, I loved what I saw from Jalen Hurts. I mean, I think we all go into his passing and we critique that to, like, Levels that it shouldn't be even critiqued if you ask me for my opinion for a rookie quarterback. But you have to add the 100 yards rushing to that. You have to put that into his box score, too. You have to add that together. Guy almost had 300 yards in total in his first career start against the number one defense in football. Yeah. Is he there? Is he is he there as a passer yet? No. Does Carson Wentz have more arm talent than Jalen Hurts? I believe so. But Jalen Hurts actually has a lot better touch on his passes than Carson Wentz does. The ball, like, I mean, Ed came on the show this week, and he his quote I even made a clip of because I thought it was perfect. The ball floats into his receiver's hands. Now, is he, is he close to a finished product? No, and I think people need to really understand that. When Jalen was at Alabama, Giovanni, he was playing like a gimmick quarterback type role. He's playing like the Taysom Hill role in New Orleans where he was really just a runner, a freak athlete, and he made the little dunk, dink and dunk passes that he needed to make. It was nothing like a true quarterback. He goes to Oklahoma, and Lincoln Riley says, you know what, I think you can play quarterback. I think you do have the quarterback talent. And he goes off in that offense. He almost won the Heisman Trophy if it wasn't for Joe Burrow's anomaly of a season. So there is a lot of quarterback potential with Jalen Hurts, but it's not even close to being touched yet. It's not even close to being unlocked. There's still a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of development that needs to be done. Uh, I think the bigger question is you have these two talented quarterbacks because no matter what, I know that the saying is if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. But Carson once was the second pick in a draft. He played at an MVP level caliber play before. And Jalen Hurts was a Heisman finalist. And he came into the NFL in his rookie debut and beat the number one seed in the NFC. We we have talented quarterbacks here in Philadelphia, Giovanni. Now the huge thing is, can we develop these quarterbacks? Do we trust the guys that we have to develop these quarterbacks? And the answer is obviously no. Not but really. I, am, I, am, I am incredibly impressed with Jalen Hurts. I think the best thing, I, you said it yourself on the recap show, is Doug coaches backup quarterbacks different than he coaches Carson Wentz. That's the yeah. truth. But the also truth is Carson knows at this point in his career, I can audible out of these plays. I can see this defense a little bit better than Doug has a feel for it. I have control now. Jalen scales it back and says, I'm going to take everything in and that Doug is telling me. I'm not going to make those calls because I'm inexperienced. I don't know that yet. And we're just going to rock out with whatever Doug says. And it performed a little bit better. So it's going to be interesting, man. But I am excited for his start against Arizona because I think this is a beatable defense as well. Uh, They have some players. They have Jordan Hicks, obviously a former Eagle. That's a very good linebacker. And they have Patrick Peterson and Buda Baker on the other side. But that defense is very beatable. They're very beatable in the past and the run. I'm excited to see Jalen Hurts. I'm excited to see what if they, again, lean on the Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts show running the ball because I think you can – can you could sustain that type of winning in the National Football League? I don't think so, but can you win it for the next three games when nobody expects anything of your team? Yes, you can. So, yeah. And in a division that's still wide open, who knows? Yeah. Um, I loved that last game just because – of the way that they use Miles Sanders. Uh, and they actually used him all game, which was surprising. Uh, we saw him being used in the fourth quarter, uh, which is unlike Doug. What did you know, you this think? Monday, 
go ahead. Sorry. What did you think about uh, Miles Sanders being used the whole game for like the first time in his life? So, like we've been saying numerous times, whether we talk to each other when we're just talking to each other or we say it on a podcast, the way that Miles Sanders has been used this season is a fireball offense. I mean, the kid is a star. He doesn't have to be the every down back, but he's your playmaker. Honestly, if you ask me, he's that he's the best playmaker on offense. He's been the he's best playmaker on offense. Yeah, he's been the most he's the most athletic playmaking skill set player. I mean, a skill player on this offense. And the way that he's been used this season by Doug Peterson is the fireball offense. But I also think what helps this resurgence that you're seeing from Miles Sanders is Jalen Hurts' mobility. You have to take that more into account than you do Carson Wentz because Doug Peterson wanted to force Carson Wentz to be a pocket quarterback. And I think it was a mix of both, to be honest with you. We always point the finger at Doug for that. I think, like Meanie says it on his Birds recap shows all the time to us, I think the concussion is still in the back of Carson Wentz's head. And I also think his... Long-term health is in the back of how Doug Peterson, Howie Roseman, Jeffrey Lurie said. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. his back injury was pretty serious. His ACL injury was more than an ACL. It was, I think it was a PCL, too. That was an MCL or LCL, one of those. I also that was tour too, in 2017. Maybe they don't want him to be as mobile as they're making, as they're allowing Jalen to be. I doubt it. I mean, I think you doubt it, too. I know Carson can make plays on the ground, and then he can run it when he needs to. But he's well, a pass first. Maybe he's like, still having trouble with his knee. Because be. that is that was a really bad hit. I mean, it is going to take a few years to recover. And that concussion, might, though, man. That concussion. That was a really bad hit. You yeah, heard it. You were there. Yeah, I was there. And you heard the smack. It's just these injuries that he's had. They're not. They're not. Not nothing to joke about. They're really serious. If I put myself in Carson Wentz's shoes and I get spearheaded like that by from JD and Clowney, I think I might second guess myself running too. I might not want to get smacked like that by trying because he on that play he tried to run and take off and run the ball. So as much as we want to blame Doug for not rolling out Carson, not letting Carson just run, maybe I think sometimes it's, maybe it's fifty fifty. It can mm-hmm. be both. It doesn't have to. You don't know this whole stigma that we had to blame one person for the faults of the Philadelphia Eagles is completely wrong. You don't get to four, eight, and one by one person. It's a, a collective effort. Yeah, so, you really can't blame one person. No, and I think Jalen Hurts just, I mean, he's one of the best runners in college football. And he comes in the NFL. I mean, he had 20 touchdowns last year in Oklahoma running the ball. He comes in the NFL, he runs like a poor man's Cam Newton. I, I'm, I don't know, man. I think it's just a, two different types of runners, and I, we're both are mobile. But I mean, Jalen Hurts is more of a running back than Carson Wentz can ever be. Jalen Hurts is the second best running back on this team. Yeah, he his his running abilities are really really awesome and pretty cool to see out there. Um, I'm just glad you're excited about him as much as I am because I know your allegiance to Carson Wentz. We all know it. I I love Carson Wentz too. I if I had to pick between the two, I'm still going to go with Carson Wentz because I think talent for talent, he's more talented than Jalen. But, I mean, that demeanor is hard to ignore. I Carson used to play this city pretty good, but I think this city wears on Carson a little bit more, and you see it every press conference. I don't know if it's going to – I don't know if this city's going to get to Jalen. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It. He, I mean, he played at Alabama, which is the most high-pressured program in college football. Then he goes to Oklahoma – with Lincoln Riley, and there's nothing but media attention on that. 
and he plays that calm, cool, and collective. He replaces two number one picks. I mean, Baker was the first overall pick out of Oklahoma. Then Kyler comes in to be the starting quarterback, and he's the first overall pick to Arizona. And then Jalen Hurts comes in to replace both of them. And what does he do? Instead of just folding under pressure, he performs almost to one of the Heisman. Mm-hmm. So I think he's, if anyone's built to handle this situation, it's Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And he's handling it very well so far. Um, I think got- the Eagles are in good hands no matter what. I said it on Twitter the other day, and I think I, I really wish that we would really take this into our heads more and use our brains because we cheer for the Philadelphia Eagles, whoever wears the helmet and wants to help us win is the guy I'm going to cheer for. But we can like both quarterbacks. Like it's a whoever, lot. whoever puts on this pads on Sunday and goes out, we're cheering for him. Exactly. Like We can like both quarterbacks. You don't have to choose a side. If, I just think yeah. no matter what the Eagles decide to do, I, I kind of have a – I know Jalen Hurts is not there as a passer yet, and I think that stigma really sticks in some Eagles fans' heads that makes them worry about them, but – I truly think no matter what decision, whatever route they end up going in, I think they're in good hands. Yeah, yeah, they are. I, I think they, just that, might need a, they might need a different head coach, though. They, I, I think they might. They, they really might. Um, I, I think that both quarterbacks are talented and they can get the job done just in different ways. Um, exactly. Let's get into the defense because the defense last game – was amazing. That was the Jim Schwartz defense that we needed to see. Jim Schwartz is uh looking. He's he's showing Howie and Jeffrey like, hey man, like if you and then keeps securing his job. Yeah, hey man, if you guys decide to get rid of Doug, I I think I deserve to stay with your new head coach. I mean, let's not forget. I I brought this up a couple times. Let's not forget that Doug didn't pick Jim. That was Howie and. And Jeffrey, who picked Jim, they're like, okay, we're going to hire you as our head coach, and this is the defensive coordinator we're going to give you. Jim's coaching them pretty well lately, and I mean, I, I think the context for the secondary is going to be used heavily now with all the injuries. Ron, losing Ronnie in the cloud cannot be understated enough. I mean, I just got off the phone with Lisa Ertz, Zach Ertz's mom, and the first thing she says to me is, what do you think about this team? And I'm like, the secondary is going to be rough. And she goes, losing Ronnie McLeod is one of the biggest losses this team has faced this season. I'm like, wow. So even even she sees it too. So I, I really think that with the secondary being in shambles as it is now, because Darius Lay is injured too. They're going to have Kevon Seymour, who was just in a tire shop working for them, uh, come to back to the NFL. He used to play USC too. I liked him at USC, but he's back. He went his, he was at a part-time job working at a tire shop. He just said in a press conference before, in the call for the Eagles. So, I mean, now he's going to be playing against DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, and Larry Fitzgerald. It's not going to be an easy task, man. They need Darius Slade to play. But uh, to your point about Jim and the defense, I think with the way that the secondary is like unfolding with the injuries and how the defensive line has been playing, because the defensive line, they have 43 sacks already with three games left to go. They had 43 sacks all last season. The way this defensive line has been playing, it, and the linebackers, I mean, when they, you put Alex Singleton in there, the linebackers got a lot better. Duke Riley even got better with Alex Singleton being in there. Duke Riley's becoming on strong lately. Like, yep, Duke Riley Duke, is showing showing his character. Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat looks like the future yep. BG. To be honest with you, yep. I said it on the I said it on the last episode too. I, th- I like Brandon Graham. 
was pushed down the depth chart for so long when he was drafted here. He was behind Jason Babin and Trent Cole. He was injured. He had to get under the chip scheme, get used to that, would be sitting behind Trent Cole and Connor Barwin. And then he finally got his chance, and he never looked back. Josh Sweat's been in under those the shadows of Chris Long, Brandon Graham, Michael Bennett, Derek Barnett, Jernard Avery, and look at him now. He's starting to he's starting to shine. He's starting to look like the future Brandon Graham. So uh they have a player in Josh Sweat, my friend. Javon Hargrave, hats off to him. I mean, from all the heat that he was taking for the huge contract he signed and not adjusting to the scheme, it's it's amazing what patience can do for a player because now he looks like one of the best defensive tackles in football next to Fletcher Cox. I, yep. Jim is making his case, my friend, to stay with the Eagles. Yeah, he really is. He's fighting for his job and doing pretty good. Um, Benching Jason Peters helped. And if Carson was in that game, I bet you would have seen some improvement by him too, just because I think that would help so much. What did you think about the JP bench? I mean, it was about time. I He wasn't even playing good football at right guard anyways. It's not like the guy, that was his first time playing right guard on the fly, really. I mean, he was brought back to play that position, but one after Andre Dillard went down, it never happened, and that happened in training camp. So it's not like he ever was really suited to play right guard as is. Uh, look, last year with Darren Sproles, we knew it. It was finally done. Like, you could just tell, like, okay, the writing's on the wall. They need to move on from Darren Sproles. You can't bring him back next year. The same thing with Jason Peters. The writing's on the wall. He's not the same player anymore. He's done. Uh, that was a player that should not have been playing football anymore in there. For the amount of time he was in there for uh Hats off to the player that he has been. He's a Hall of Fame player for sure in my book. Uh, probably the greatest Eagles offensive lineman that I've seen play, to be honest with you. Uh, I love Trey Thomas. He was great. Uh, I love Jason Kelsey. He's the one of the best centers I've ever seen play football. But Jason yes. Peters is probably the best offensive lineman that I've seen play. So I want to give him at least credit for how great he's been. But it's just the writing's on the wall. If, if you remember how Darren Sproles was last season where they you finally had to say, okay, we love him, but he just doesn't have it anymore. Same thing here with Jason Peters. We love him, but he doesn't have it anymore. Whenever, you think, whenever you think he's done, he comes right back. And he wants to play next year. He does <laughs> want to play next year. I just if the Eagles do that, they're they're joking themselves. Yeah. I don't care who I don't care what injuries he had the offensive line. I mean, Jack Dishko showed you enough that he could earn a starting job next year. Nate Herbig has showed you enough that he can earn a starting job next year. Jordan Mulata has showed you enough to earn a starting job next year. Andre Dillard's going to have to be given a, a, a chance to compete as well. You don't yeah. need Jason Peters anymore. You don't. Yeah, no, you, you really don't. don't. When you see all the all the talent that they have at offensive line and they're putting Jason Peters in, it really makes you question why they're doing that and if they're just doing it because they want to respect him. I think they're just trying to do it because of continuity. I mean, the guys that they're throwing out there – Nate Herbig, this is his first year starting. Jack Driscoll was a rookie. This is his first year starting the NFL. Uh, Jordan Mulata, this is his first year starting the NFL. A lot of these guys don't have – the major thing about chem, about the offensive line is you can have the all the talent in the world on it. If you don't have chemistry, it doesn't matter. That that unit needs to be on a cohesive effort. Every All five guys on front of that line need to be on the same page. If they're not, it's going to break down. The quarterback's going to get pressure. He's going to get sacked. So – I think that's what I mean. Thirteen combinations of fourteen games is asinized. There has never happened, never happened in the NFL ever. 
as a team had to go through 13 offensive line combinations in 14 games. Mm-hmm. So I think when you look into and you evaluate Carson Wentz this offseason, because to your point of uh, I think he would have played better, when you evaluate Carson Wentz this offseason, you have to add that context in there that he's played with that many different offensive line combinations. You can't, there's no such thing as successful offense uh, with that amount of offensive line different playing. And especially an offensive line that's playing bad. In the NFL, you look over the past years with bad offenses, it all starts with the offensive line, the offensive line playing bad. And this team, the, no matter what anyone says, the Eagles are built through the trenches. They're built through their offensive line. They're built through their defensive line. They'll go as far as those units take them. When those units don't take them that far, the, the whole entire unit's going to struggle. The main culprit for the Eagles' struggles this year, outside of Carson Wentz's uh, second-guessing and his regression, is the Eagles' offensive line not being a cohesive unit. That's been the number one Achilles heel of this Eagles offense this season. So at least they showed us this year how important they are. And this offseason, the Eagles got to get it right. And bringing Jason Peters back would not be getting it right. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, I I forgot to make this point on Alex Singleton. But um, he's always creeping in the shadows. He's ready to make the tackle. If you watch back last game... You can see him in almost every single tackle. He's always there. He's always around the ball. He has a chance. To, and mind you, this man has not been starting. He's only been starting for half the Eagles season. He has a chance to lead the team in tackles now that Rodney McLeod's out. It's going yeah. to be a battle between him and Jalen Mills. Yeah. Alex Singleton's always around the ball. Yeah, it, Alex he's very oh, aware he, of his surroundings. Eagles fans are harsh on players. If you're not elite, we're probably going to think about your replacement. Alex Tickleton is a fine starting player, my friend. He's just getting better and better. Not only that, this is his first year real starting. You don't you don't know what his ceiling could potentially be because he's still going through the growing pains of getting adjusted to the NFL. He's still getting to the growing pains of just being an NFL starting linebacker. And if this is the early signs of what he's showing you, whoo! Yeah, it up. does not look sign like it's phasing him. Like, no. If, if you're if you're seeing him start just half the season and he's playing like this and he's about to lead the team in tackles, you know you're that's doing something to build right. upon. Yeah, exactly, my friend. That's something yeah. to build upon. And not only that, he's a great player off the field. I mean, yeah, yeah. Let's. This episode airs. We recorded this today on Thursday. This episode airs tomorrow on Friday and tonight. Tell them, tell the tell the viewers what you're doing tonight with Alex Singleton. Let everybody know so at least we have some coverage on this thing, my friend. Um, I tonight I'm talking to kids in North Dakota about uh, bullying with Alex Singleton. And how did that come about? How did it come about where Alex wanted to join you with this? Because I I've been dying to know. Um, the principal just emailed me, and then. Uh, he told me that he emails Alex and Alex just responded and said he would do it. Wow. Cause he wanted to know why he would do it. He saw your name on that thing. Said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely tackling this with my buddy Giovanni for sure. That's incredible, man. You're such an inspiration. I love it. But that's just a player you can build around. That's a player you can build upon. I mean, again, he's still young too. He's very young. Like, I mean, for as much as we complain about the linebacker in position, I think they have one player that they know that they can hang their hat on and build upon. Another player that I think we should start keeping our eyes on in the linebacker position is Sean Bradley. 
from Temple. That kid, I mean, he made it. He was a huge part of that strip sack on Josh Sweat on Taysom Hill. His coverage play, Taysom was about to dump that ball off, and if it wasn't for Sean Bradley blanketing the running back, I mean, that that's what helps cause Josh Sweat to hit home and, and force that strip sack. Sean Bradley needs to play in time, my friend. He's got some potential, too. So as much as we kill the linebacking position, they got some young players with some nice potential to add into that mix. Uh, it's all about development from here on out. It just makes you wonder why they try to start Nick Gary when they have all this talent. Oh, uh, the Achilles heel of the Eagles, my friend, is the loyalty to players that they really like. Yeah. That's the that's the only issue you can have with the team. Alshon playing over Travis, Nick Gary playing over Alex Singleton, uh, Jason Peters playing over Jordan Mulata, so on and so forth. I mean, if you are a leader on this team in any shape or form, no matter how well you play on this team, they let you play. They let you start. Like that. Hopefully, that philosophy and that thinking gets tweaked this offseason because it definitely. I mean, if anything, this season should tell you you have youth on this team that you can build upon. I mean, as much as look, you can't go into a full season with all this youth and win. It's not going to happen. Like it, chemistry is a part of football. It takes time to build a camaraderie with these players, and during COVID. You can't really build that, but at least Jordan Mulata, Alex Singleton, Nate Herbig, Jack Driscoll, Josh Sweat, uh, so on and so forth, showed you that you have young talent on this team that you could build upon. You just were stashing it. You were just keeping it as death. Not now you go into offseason, you evaluate and you say, hey, those guys showed us something like we might have to unfortunately make that tough decision with Brandon Brooks and move on from him because Nate Herbig showed us something. Jack Driscoll showed us something. We have to tell Jason Peters, like, we love you, bud. You've been with us for so long, but it is time to move on because Jordan Lotta showed us something, and Andre Dillard has to compete for playing time. It's just, what this what this team does this offseason is has to finally look at their t- self and detach themselves, emotionally detach themselves from guys they love and say, hey, our youth really stepped up. We need to build upon them and move with them moving forward. Yeah. Um. All right, to end the episode off, how are you feeling about this Cardinals game, man? It's winnable. You know, I I doubted this team against the Saints, and you were mad at me for it, but yep. I'm not going to doubt them. You. I voted you for it. I deserve it. Maybe you do. Maybe that's what makes them win. You're right. That's, it's reverse <laughs> psychology, right? <laughs> what needs to be – I know that – now you have one solid game film on Jalen Hurts, but it's not enough. It's not enough for a defensive quarter to go off of what he did against the Saints. They, the Doug Peterson could flip his script on a dime now with with the the threat of Jalen Hurts and his mobility. Um, you just are you don't know what the, I mean. We don't even know really what they're going to look like. Still, it's still not a, even close to a finished product. So if we don't know, the Cardinals definitely don't know. So that's why I think it's a winnable game because. You don't know what the Eagles are going to throw at the Cardinals. And, and the Cardinals are an inconsistent team. They're very good, very talented, but they're still trying to figure out how to take that talent and take it to the next level because they're not yeah. quite there yet. They're getting there. They're, they're a very talented team, and they are getting there, and they are they can win this game. But I think that the, the unknown of Jalen Hurts, the unknown of what this offense could throw at you, and the chance to build off the momentum that they had last week beating the number one seeded team in the New Orleans Saints, they could win this game. It's yeah. very winnable. It, it is, is winnable. I, and I'm excited because Jalen Hurts versus Kyler Murray, the Oklahoma quarterbacks, the last two Heisman finalists. Like, that's exciting. 
Luke and Riley's boys are going at it. I'm excited about that. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you but, for being well, on. I need to ask you real quick. Who do you think wins? Uh, Obviously, yeah. the Eagles, right? Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, what are your early score predictions? Ooh, score predictions. Uh, ooh, I think, like, probably 14 to 10. Ooh, I think it's going to be an offensive game. I think the offense is going to go off. Ooh. I'm hoping. I'm hoping we need it. So, real quick before we wrap the show up, two things that we got to tell people that involves your show. Number one thing. If you go to dkng.co slash brawlpod and you sign up with a DraftKings account, minimum $5 deposit, and you start Jalen Hurts this week on Sunday, you have the chance to win a Philly Sports with Giovanni hoodie. So how this is going to work is you need to go on DraftKings, start Jalen Hurts, screenshot that you started Jalen Hurts after the game, not before, because you can edit that. Mm-hmm. I need to see it after the game that he was in there. And you yep. at Eagle Ball on Twitter, at Giovanni's Twitter account, at my Twitter account. You show us, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a maximum of five winners of this giveaway. So there's going to be five hoodies given out. You have to yep. start Jalen Hurts in DraftKings, not FanDuel, because we are sponsored by DraftKings. And if you start Jalen Hurts on DraftKings, and you screenshot and show us after. We're going to pick five winners to get a Philly Sports with Giovanni hoodie. So, again, dkng.co slash brawlpod for your chance to start up your DraftKings account. You get a free entry every week courtesy of Eagles Brawl. Minimum $5 deposit needs to be uh, in your account, though, to start off. And then you're going to get a chance to win a Philly Sports with Giovanni's hoodie by starting Jalen Hurts this weekend. That's awesome, right? And then the last thing real quick is, since we're going to try to announce it today as we're recording on Thursday, this episode is going to be out on Friday, so hopefully people get to listen to it by now. But you're starting a fundraiser Giovanni's <laughs> medical bills. And what we're doing is I have partnered, myself, Connor Miles, have partnered with Lisa Ertz, mother of Zach Ertz, and we have started a foundation, to, you know, fundraiser to take care of Giovanni's medical expenses. For every $1,000 that we raise, Towards Giovanni's medical expenses, we're going to give away an autograph memorabilia item from the Philadelphia Eagles. And Giovanni had personally donated autograph items from Deshaun Jackson, Miles Sanders, Lane Johnson, Zach Ertz, Darius Slay, Chris Long, and a couple other players too as well. So you have a chance to either win a signed jersey or a signed football from those players by donating to Giovanni's medical fund. So we're going to, by helping out the biggest Eagles fan in the world through Zach Ertz's mother, Lisa Ertz, myself, Eagles Brawl, by helping out Giovanni, by just donating anything, literally anything, you can donate a dollar, you're going to be entered to win one of these autographed memorabilia items for every $1,000 that we raise. So listen, guys, look for the link, look for the announcement, don't Eagles Brawl. Go on my Twitter, Giovanni's Twitter. We're going to be pushing the fundraiser like crazy. We're going to help their family so that Giovanni can just focus on doing his podcast, knocking these surgeries out, and knocking out these podcasts, becoming the future head coach of the Eagles. This family doesn't have to worry about a single thing. Not a single thing. Not a single medical bill. Nothing like that. We're going to help them out. Eagles fans always take care of their own. Giovanni, I'm excited. Thank you so much to Lisa Ertz because I know she listens to your podcast, so she's going to hear this. Uh, yep. For including me on this, for making this happen. Greatly appreciate. I greatly appreciate your help in this. So, 
Giovanni, you ready, man? We're going to tackle those medical bills and get you set. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mama Ertz. Thank you, Mama Ertz. Exactly. So uh, one more time, just so the other people could hear, we're starting a fundraiser to take care of Giovanni's medical bills. If you donate, put your full name on the GoFundMe so that you could be entered in a chance to win autograph memorabilia from the Eagles, courtesy of Eagles players that want to take care of their man, Giovanni. All right, close it off, man. Close off the Go show. Birds. Uh Can't wait to talk to you guys after this game. Right, we'll see you on the pregame live show on Sunday, starting at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Giovanni will be there. I will be there. The normal crew will be there. Thanks for tuning yeah. in. Go Birds. Go Birds. What's going on, everybody? It's Eagles Brawl co-host Connor Miles. I just want to let you know about our partnership with DraftKings. Football is here, and so is your shot at millions. Thanks to our sponsorship with DraftKings, all new players can play for free for millions with your first deposit. So let me just let you know how it works real quick. So you go to DraftKings, and you create your first ever DFS account with DraftKings. You make a deposit, minimum $5, and DraftKings will credit your account with a free entry to numerous of contests that can win you millions. Just go to dkng.co slash brawlpod to play. That's dkng.co slash b-r-a-w-l-p-o-d to play. Quick, Add quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details and go over there and sign up and support your favorite Eagles podcast, Eagles Brawl. What's going on, everybody? It's Connor Miles, co-host of the Eagles Brawl here. I just want to give a quick shout-out to one of our sponsors. That's Manscaped. Go ahead. The holidays are here. It's time to get your loved ones trimmed and nicely trimmed, that is, by going to manscaped.com and using promo code BRAWL. That's B-R-A-W-L to get 20% off your order plus free shipping. You know it. He knows it. He needs to trim up. Go to manscaped.com, get 20% off your order and free shipping when using promo code BRAWL, B-R-A-W-L. Support your favorite Eagles podcast, Eagles Brawl, when purchasing an item off of manscaped.com and also take care of that person you love. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.